Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. <laughs> hey, all you bubble butts and candy sluts. We are back with a special Wednesday episode for y'all. So Shelby, do you want to take it from here? Today's guest is a marketer who works with sex workers and he just had a baby. Congrats on your little boy. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Kelby Dishman. Uh, they call me Houston Hefner here in, uh, in, in, in the H. I, I've been doing digital marketing and like talent management for the past uh, six or seven years. So uh, it started out with my like my friends that were just like, you know, rappers or models. And they like uh, they were good by my standards, at least at that time. And so but they were really like, discouraged and they were going to quit. And so something just came over me that like, you know what, I'm the businessy guy. Uh, I'm just going to pick up the phone and start calling clubs until somebody fucking has a job. And that's, that's what I did. I just called club after club after club. And finally, my DJ friend got booked at like 930 with, to, to play to like two people. I got, I got my a friend that was a model, like booked at a, a runway show. And in those little moments, I realized that their entire creative like existence was dependent on, on having that professional edge to that artistic blade. And so that's, yeah, that's what I do, man. I, I, uh, I, I represent and take care of creative people so they don't get you know, done wrong. How did you get involved with sex workers? Well, so I've been working for a pretty large jeweler here in the city, uh, Johnny Dang, for like two and a half years. And, uh, you know, I had bitten my teeth in the industry, so to speak. So like there wasn't any question as to whether or not I was like capable anymore. And so like a friend of mine was a dancer and she was real nonchalant, dude. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll help you with your, your Instagram. And you know what? I don't know what OnlyFans is, but let's try it. And so I'm like running this, uh, this account not knowing what I'm getting myself into. And so she sends me the Dropbox folder for the quote unquote OnlyFans content. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, why is there a separate folder for this? And God forbid me open that folder and find out what was inside that folder. Uh, that being said, I, um, I, I, we made her like over 10 grand in the first couple of weeks just using email marketing and a Facebook pixel with retargeting ads. And uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. So th- that was the moment I realized, wait, what's going on here? There's something happening here that I didn't know about, but let's check our bases first. And so I was like, maybe this girl is just that, maybe she's just that damn fine. I don't know. Like, I don't know how this works. So like, let's try a second. And then we went to a, a second uh, client and the exact same thing happened. Whereas I'm putting the exact same effort in that I would for insert client, but I'm getting six, seven, eight, ten 10 times the result with the same dollar of ad spend. It's, it, and, and so, you know, 14 clients later, I give myself a little pat on the back. You know, no one's made under 10 grand a month. And there are some people making like 37 and they just kind of make me sick in my stomach, you saying, but go them for sure. And that's kind of how we're here. Uh, now I, uh, I got hired at a, uh, the, the porn sponsored strip club here in town, Vivid. I do the social media marketing for the club and for the girls that work at the club. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how I got here, but here we are. And I'm not really mad at it. You know what I'm saying? What are the benefits of a sex worker hiring a marketer? So the answer to that question is this, is that a sex worker should, uh, and you know, I really dislike that entire term, but that's my own opinion. I, I, I think that in the burlesque sense, in the classic playboy sense, in the, in the pinup model sense, that this isn't necessarily sex work at a certain point. Then it becomes sex work at another point, for sure. I just mean to say that like uh, the different, why should one, why should they benefit? Because you don't have to learn a new skill set. I mean, if you're trying to sit on Telegram all day and do shout for shouts instead of like living your life, by all means. But it's it's often nice whenever you're a boxer to have a a, a boxing trainer in your corner. That way you don't have to 
you don't have to go look for the information yourself. Somebody can just teach you. That That is under the assumption you don't know what you're doing already. If you already know how to market extremely well, do not waste your money. So you briefly mentioned your position at Vivid, and I remember hearing about Vivid in the news. Uh, do you know anything oh, about yeah. the drive-through strip club? I, I do. I do. In fact, that was the smartest thing I've ever seen somebody do. The, the COVID thing happened, and, and like the clubs were just like, I mean, I can imagine the owner of a club when they said that everybody has to shut down. Like, what the fuck do you mean? I got people to take care of. But they uh, they turned it into a funny like a thing. And what's messed up is is that like I guess out of respect for the girls being out there and doing it anyway, that these girls made thousands of dollars a night outside in the cold. And you know what? God bless them. They out here fucking making it happen, dude. It is what it is. Like I don't got that, that. That to me is why dancers and this whole niche of women is so are some of the stronger women that I've met in my life because it's like how I mean you're willing to do what for money? Oh, God damn! All right, well, fuck it, just fucking deserve that shit. So, what was the transition like representing people like Johnny Ding and Lisa Ayers? to now representing sex workers. Do you feel like it's a different job or is it mostly the same? So Lissa Ayers is the first girl to make a million dollars in all dance. So she's like, I guess, definitely 100% what you would call a sex worker. That's actually like where I learned the most. I worked for her for like four months for free just so I could pick up on tips and tricks. And that's where I found out what, what Telegram was. By all means, dude, you don't have to do anything but go on Telegram. You can have successful OnlyFans. Like these girls are in there all day, every day, sharing each other shit like it's the sisterhood of the traveling yaga fans i don't know what the fuck's going on but they are about it and and so so like there's a lot of other tricks too but it really was spending time like just doing what she told me and not being the leader i usually am that let me like learn the nuances here like like it's real hard for me to be honest most of the time to to have uh, a serious to god conversation about how best to market your titties when i don't have any Right. Like, and even more so, there's always the question of why do you really want, you understand? Like, and it's like, you know, uh, there's, there, there's a, there's a, a, like, I guess a natural boundary there. But at the same time, like, I know what the guys want, so to speak. And it's oftentimes much different than what the girls think they do. And so, like, I guess the, my, the answer to your question is it wasn't hard because uh, Johnny being exclusive and famous, right? It's almost the same exclusivity I like to teach my clients to have with their nudes. It's like, you know, you, you're not going to catch Johnny on the street. You're also not going to catch a woman naked on the street, right? So both of these things are like valuable, exclusive, rare things that should be treated as such. Because remember, guys, like, listen, and I, I need you guys to take this to the day you die, right? You get the love you accept in this world. So you need to start charging three times more than you think you're worth. You just never had somebody tell you like, yo, you're dope. Uh, for for no reason other than to say that. So like, and, and it kind of seems cocky to say it to yourself, right? But you know, in a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie writes that it's positive self-talk, meaning convincing yourself of something first before you listen to the thoughts of others is, is like the, the only way to be emotionally free. Because I would, I would tattoo on my chest, I'd show you if the camera works, but it says, look at yourself first. And it's like, dude, we get so caught up at looking at ourselves through other people's eyes first that like we stop fucking remembering who we are and and i just need everybody that's listening to this if you're listening to it motherfucking go to the mirror look at that motherfucker and be like i'm a bad motherfucker i can never die because the truth is the only time that you lose is when you allow yourself to quit you know what i'm saying 
Do you have any other basic advice for a sex worker that might be listening to this right now? Charge $30 a month and stop charging $6 because if they were going to pay it, they were going to pay it. It's not, a, it's not a how much question. It's a yes or no. If they're in that primal, I'll spend money on this mood, they're going to buy it for whatever. So, you know, if they end up buying it for six, you just sold the wholesale to a retail customer. Uh, again, value yourself. People find things to be worth what they cost. So if you charge $3 perceptually, at least in the psychological sense, I think you're worth $3 because that's what you cost. I, you know what I'm saying? And, and the truth is, is like we set that precedent. We set that precedent. I tell you what I'm worth and then you get to decide whether or not you agree. You don't get to tell me what I'm worth and then I get to decide whether or not I agree with you. That's right, <laughs> ladies. Know your worth. <laughs> I, I constantly hear the same thing of sex workers underselling themselves and not realizing their value. But one conversation we'd like to transition into is we're all kind of in this space where we're outside the sex work community, but we're working with them and constantly learning more. One thing that we're constantly making aware of on the show is ensuring we're not exploiting sex workers while sharing their stories. As someone who works directly with sex workers' income, how do you make sure that you're doing what's best for them? So the first thing is, is I send them a course on how to build their credit, right? That's literally the very first thing I do. Like the second I get paid, it's okay. Go to this Dropbox link and go through the stuff in here. And it is like how to write a business plan, how to form a corporation, how to build business credit, how to build personal credit, like how to dispute the shit that's got fucked up already, how to buy a house. Like I need them to understand that a, they can't protect themselves forever that this is going to get nasty at some point. So we've got to create an exit strategy now, right? There are two types of clients I've run into. There are girls that were born to be born stars. God bless them. And then there are girls that like fall into this because whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's not falling into it. To be honest, this isn't a terrible job. If you take the fucking the, the morality out of it, it, it who cares? Um, I mean, uh, in the 1940s, we, you might've been, they want to throw rocks at you, but now, now everything's okay. The things that I do is I just try to like teach them how to become more than this. So I'll like have them build a YouTube channel and a Facebook fan page, which for the record, everybody, Facebook fan pages are now monetized the same way YouTube channels are. So you get paid on both for the same video, right? So I'll have them build that and then I'll take their picture, right? And you can take the background out, make it a vector, just the, the silhouette of their frame and put that on a fucking hoodie. And people will buy that shit, bro. People will buy a lot of that shit. You put, you take, you take your your best photo and throw that motherfucker on a shirt, and give your fans another way to purchase, right? So, yeah, what if what if they've already seen the nudes? What if they've already seen the best nude you ever had, the golden nude, I call it, right? It, you can't really just keep enticing a smart fish with the same bait, right? So, like. Now it's like, okay, you've seen that, but do you have a calendar at your house? Did you buy my shirt? Did you subscribe to my YouTube? Did you go to my Facebook? It allows us to drive traffic. And, and I, I hate to see clients like this, but I mean, as long as you're providing value, it's not bad. It's just like, you got you to gotta take from the situation, whatever it is that like you can get. So we might as well give ourselves as many options. Now I've had three girls now, like take the capital they've earned from this. One of them went and bought a bunch of ATMs and fucking uh, 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 soda machines, right? And now she just fucking refills soda machines once a month, makes a, you know a couple grand, raises her son. Another one started a YouTube channel and it's now like blown up 
because of the mass message feature. Every time she drops a new video, she'll mass message her 18,000 free fans. This fucking YouTube link. She'll make fucking $700 promoting her YouTube. Did everybody hear me? Right? So like this shit is just temporary. Do what you got to do to get capital. Once you have capital and a plan, you can, you can, you can make a dollar into $2 without ever have with, you know, in your pajamas. I know that it's hard a to gain attention and b to get money. So if you got to do what you got to do to get those two things done, cool. But just my, my, the biggest way I think I, I try to help is that like I remind everyone that's involved, yo, this has to be temporary or else I can't be involved. Not that I'm shunning it. If that's your thing, by all means, God bless you. But again, I don't think that that's the majority. I feel like a lot of information, especially around investing and incorporating and building good credit, a lot of it is gate kept. And I'm not really sure by who, but it's so important to run it as a business. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it has to be run. Like you need to go incorporate anyone that's listening to this right now. Go to the Secretary of State, Google Secretary of State, and then your state name. On that website with the Secretary of State, you can pay the $300 if you're in Texas or whatever the price is, wherever you're at, and you can incorporate right now as a C corporation. C corporations are the easiest to build credit on because they're like legal entities of their own. Then you can even name it your fucking first name. If you're Candy, it could be Candy LLC or Candy Corporation, whatever. And then not only if you get sued, does the corporation get sued? But all the mistakes you made on your credit are gone because this new legal entity is a baby credit-wise, right? So like that, that that car you let slip, gone. I mean, comp, it's not on your – you know what I'm saying? Like it's on – it's not on the business's credit. Plus, you can go get a business bank account, pay your taxes and do that the right way. Like if you start getting $10,000, $15,000 deposits of some of my clients, like banks are throwing money at you. They'll loan you $100,000 because they've seen you get $10,000 three different times. I swear to God, bro, the banks want to give businesses money because they make more back on interest, right? So they'll give a business money before they'll give a human money. Um, fucking bangers. Um, <laughs> but I, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's my response to that is I think you should treat it like a business because otherwise you're just, um, I don't know, naked. Yeah, we just went through the process of incorporating and I promise it is a lot easier then it looks, it seemed daunting from the outside, but after we went through it, the fee, I think in Colorado, it was just $75. So it varies state to state, but definitely incorporate for every single reason that Kelby just said. It is very important. <laughs> Plus there's a lot of bonuses. There's, a, there's a so, like, I think this, this whole capitalism thing only works if you're a business. Like, I think that, I think that before you become an entrepreneur, you don't get to enjoy America. So, I mean, I hats off to all the, all the, the, uh, the, you know, the adult entertainers out of here that for lack of a better experience was said, fuck this, I'm going to become my own boss and did it the best the way they knew how with no education other than, you understand, other than the ability to, to charm. So what are some things that you've learned about the sex industry that outsiders would otherwise never know or realize? That there's telegram groups with like 2000 girls in them and they just share each other's pictures all day. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think the sheer number of, of clients in this space, I don't think a normal person would realize how many motherfuckers are, are consistently on a daily basis buying these things or, or purchasing into these sorts of things. Like, and because everybody always has the excuse, oh, we're porn is free. 
yeah, but a personal connection when you're born isn't. And that's what's that's what this is. So I think I think that like knowing the fact that if I, if, if girls knew like, oh, there's that many clients. Oh, okay, cool. This is easy. Um, I think we might have like an army of like strippers on our hands. We might have like an issue to deal with, but like beyond that, we like 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 that's how that's how easy it is. Is my point is is it's easy to find and acquire clients if you're just consistent with it. I think another thing um, is that these girls don't like it. Like I think I bet a lot of guys think that these girls are just like that's their personality that they're giving you. No motherfucker, <laughs> like that is probably some sweet girl that like fucking likes ballerina and shit. Like that's like, and and, and I think that it's happened so much that, that my or the generation below me, uh, I'm 28 as of like yesterday, but like the generation below me, they've been built in this world where objectifying women like this is like so far towards the norm that they don't realize that this is a, this is an act. These are still women, you know what I mean? They just they're fucking entertaining you. And you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of get like uh, halfway defensive about the situation because it's like, I think that if someone was to give me that form of intimacy for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Money or not, that deserves respect. Like it's like valuable or whatever. I, dude, I was raised by this like country dude and this country girl and it just happened. You know, like uh, when I remind you that I don't know how the fuck I got here, I'm telling you, I do. I know how the fuck I got here. But that being said, we're here. It's all good. I think that. What people need to know is that the foundation here, the reason why I'm really about this is, is, is entrepreneurialism and the ability to go from something to nothing. That's the real hit home here, guys. You could start a Shopify site. You could start a podcast. You could start a blog. You could start an OnlyFans. You could start an Instagram and be an influencer. You could start an agency and hire influencers for other companies. You could drop service uh fucking uh, article writing find companies that need articles written then find article writers and make the money off the top go online go to udemy.com u-d-e-m-y.com buy a course and something that makes you happy and learn that shit until you get paid stop making excuses off your ass and on your feet we have the internet it's the most powerful tool that this species has ever been given for the love of god stop oogling and start googling I made that up right now. I'm pretty happy about it. So if somebody's listening right now and they're like, oh, this Kelby guy, he really knows what he's talking about. I want to contact him. How would they find you? So I'm pretty proud of like I'm a publicist, so I can get articles. Or I, I get pressed for people. So if you Google my name, you can see like the, I guess, my resume, so to speak. But the easiest way to get a hold of me is just Instagram.com slash Houston. Hef with two Fs, like the skateboard company, Houston Hefner, and then uh, Kelby at the Diamond Digital Company.com, or just type in flow.page slash Kelby. So, again, let's do this again Instagram at Houston Hefner, or you can alternatively go to flow.page slash Kelby. Bro, just search Kelby Dishman, you'll figure it out. It's there somewhere. I, it, I think. Amazing. Kelby, thank you so much for talking with us today. And I hope that somebody listens to this and reaches out to you and, and you can help more people. This is awesome what you're doing. Bro, do not turn this into some Jesus thing. I Listen, I'm doing my job and people are making good money and I'm trying to just keep people safe. You know, I, I'm just kidding. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I just, this isn't, listen, I, I'm making money like everybody else. So just, I'm not going to fake the funk, but I do, I do know this much is that if you need help with digital marketing, you need help with the internet and, 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 and you're like, you're willing to try, just hit me up. I'll help you with 
if I'll give you, you know, advice, if anything else. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening to our mini-sode. We will hear from you on Friday with our weekly episode. Thanks, everybody. Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.